Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. So believe it or not, we're in November, and November is Long-Term Care Awareness Month. How exciting is that? I'll tell you, my email has been lighting up from all the insurance carriers reminding me that it's Long-Term Care Awareness Month and to talk to my clients about the importance of planning for long-term care. And uh, thanks for the reminder out there, insurance companies. I kind of always laugh at that because every November it's exactly the same. We get all these emails. It's Long-Term Care Awareness Month. So what does Long-Term Care Awareness Month mean? What, what's the point of that? If you Google it, which I did today, and I'll tell you, you know, it just took me down a rabbit hole. But if you Google long-term care awareness, one of the top sites promoting this is called National Today. And here's what's on their website. National Long-Term Care Awareness Month is observed in November every year. This month-long observance highlights long-term care the needs for men and women over age 65, and how they can be assisted in their daily lives. This includes feeding them, bathing them, and assisting them in their daily routine. Above all, it also is about displaying compassion, making them feel that they're not alone or neglected. This month is dedicated to those senior adults who do not have access to long-term care because everyone deserves assistance until their final days. Find out how you can participate in National Long-Term Care Awareness Month. So folks, verbatim, that's what's on the website. And I'm like, holy cow. Okay, so I don't even know what that means. But then it goes on to a history of National Long-Term Care Awareness Month. And it says that since the 17th century, long-term care facilities have existed. Nursing institutions were introduced in the United States by the English settlers to help not only the elderly, but also orphans and mentally ill people. This tradition persisted until the 20th century when senior folks' fundamental requirements were met. I'm not sure what that means, but that's what it says. And it goes on. During the Great Depression in 1929, however, uh, almshouses and long-term care institutions were overburdened as more men and women over the age of 60 needed assistance for both personal and health care requirements. By 1965, nursing homes became a rising sector across the United States as more senior citizens opted to outsource long-term care for the late stages of their lives. Not only did they receive assistance for their daily activities, but they also received meals and medical attention. Throughout the 1970s and 80s, the nursing care industry focused on upgrading its services to provide senior residents with the high-quality care they demand. The Nursing Home Act was enacted in 1987 to establish the long-term care services to which elderly are entitled. November was designated as National Long-Term Care Awareness Month by the American Association for Long-Term Care Assistance in 2001. Their purpose was to create awareness of nursing homes in the area and provide information to the elderly so that they might explore this choice once they reach age 65. Today, nursing homes have evolved with these modern facilities with, or I'm sorry, today nursing homes have evolved into these modern facilities with Wi-Fi, air conditioning systems, entertainment areas, and coffee bars. Ooh, wow. Think about that. Nursing homes with Wi-Fi and coffee bars. Then this site, and again, I'm still on the same site. This is, this is what Google does for you when you're, when you're searching Long-Term Care Awareness Month. Then the site goes on to questions and answers and additional information. The Long-Term Care Awareness Month timeline. The 19, or 1700s, the origin of the nursing homes in America. 1929. Nursing home care during the Great Depression. The nursing home care senior encountered a bump 
on the road as they got overwhelmed by the Great Depression. And then they go into 1965. This is, again, the timeline that they have. Nursing homes for elderly over 65 became a solid industry across the United States. And then 2001, the first National Long-Term Care Awareness Month. So I'm looking at this page and I'm thinking, <clears throat> okay, I still don't know what we're what the point is of, of of long-term care awareness month. And then it goes down into some questions, like questions and answers. How much does it cost um, for a room in a nursing facility? And it says the average price for a nursing care facility is ninety three thousand seventy five dollars a year for a semi private room and one hundred and five thousand eight hundred fifty dollars for a private room. Then the second question, this is the one that really got me: Who pays for nursing homes in the U.S.? The answer. The first 20 days of staying in a nursing home are paid by Medicare. And then the last question, what do skilled nursing facilities do? And it says, uh, it takes care of you through the day, whatever, da-da-da. So how to observe National Long-Term Care Awareness Month? And again, this is on the website, National Today, and it says there's three things they tell. Number one, spend a day with your grandparents. Treasure the moments with your grandparents while they're still alive. This month is the perfect time to visit and see how you can assist them with their daily routine. Your presence alone will surely make them smile. Number two, volunteer at a nursing home. Some nursing homes accept volunteers. It's a good way to show empathy and care for senior citizens who need assistance. And three, get long-term care insurance. Look after yourself while you're young. It's always wise to get long-term care insurance today and reap the benefits once you reach the age of 65. All right. I think I got it. Buy long-term care insurance today. Turn 65 and it's party time. Okay, first off, I'm going to apologize right now for the sarcasm in my voice, but this is why we're facing such a dilemma and such a problem in this country when it comes to long-term care planning. Not only is our aging population unprepared for an extended health care event, most people, including the ones that are writing articles and putting websites together like this, are completely misinformed, and they're misinforming the public with a bunch of nonsense like this. I mean, this is just garbly gook. There are so many things wrong with this article, and this is the problem when you go out there and you really want to do some research and you end up, you know, they talk about misinformation all the time. Well, who's monitoring it? It's very hard, right? It can just be printed, and all of a sudden you think, well, I guess that makes sense. But let's think about what this article is saying here right off the bat. There are so many things wrong with it. Number one, the, the, the history of nursing homes is how they've become these nice, cool places with Wi-Fi and coffee bars. Folks, it, it's just it's ridiculous, number one. Number two, you should get long-term care while you're young so that you can reap the benefits once you reach 65. I mean, this is just an uneducated, absolutely shameful statement. What does that even mean? Long-term care is not triggered by age. It has nothing to do with turning 65. It's not like getting a senior discount at the first cafeteria or at the bowling alley or going and seeing a movie and getting a buck off because you can show them your, your, your card that says you're a senior citizen. I mean, it has nothing to do with this. And that's really what this article is promoting. Oh, when you're 65, you get the benefits. Here's your long-term care benefits. Congratulations. And who pays for nursing homes? Medicare pays for the first 20 days? I mean, that, folks, is just a blatant, outright lie. Are you kidding me? I mean, this is, again, Google, what's going on at long-term care? This is why people are so confused in this country. Medicare does not pay for the first 20 days of long-term care. If you read the fine print in Medicare, what does Medicare pay for? It pays up to 100 days of skilled nursing. It pays the first 20 days without a deductible. That does not mean that it pays for the first 20 days of long-term care or the first 20 days in a nursing home. It pays for skilled nursing if that's because of an acute situation, it's medically necessary. Your doctor says you need that. That's the only way you're going to get that. So again, this article is just, it's really misguided. It's misinforming people the way they put this together. I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago, how there's this hangover effect in our country about, you know, people still believing and associating long-term care with nursing homes. And this is exactly why. We have an entire article here talking about long-term care awareness month that is talking about the history of nursing homes. And if you just do a simple Google search on long-term care, this is the kind of misinformation that you're going to find out there. Now, long-term care is not you know, you know it, it, it's, it's not about needing help to get through the day, or I should say, or, or, or in a nursing home. Long-term care, simply put, is about getting help to stay independent. It's about getting through the day in that extended period of time that long-term care situations take up. It, it's what we call 
in the name, long-term care. We're not talking about short-term care. And so, yes, it generally affects older people. You know, people over 65, as this article would point out, but as a general rule, there's a lot of younger people that end up in long-term care situations, too. In fact, our most recent claim, uh, Madeline, our case manager, is just finishing this up, is a client of ours who is 62 years old, and she was just diagnosed with ALS, or Lou Gehrig's disease. She's 62. She took her policy out at 59. So again, go, we're going to go back to the basics today because I just, you know, I read this article and it just took me down a rabbit hole and I said, this is the problem we have. Long-term care awareness month should be about bringing awareness to number one, what is long-term care? Why do we can even need to think about it? Instead, we're getting all these articles talking about how nursing homes now have coffee bars and Wi-Fi and you should get long-term care insurance so you can reap, reap the rewards when you're over 65. I mean, it just it just it doesn't make sense to me. So we're going to get back to the basics today and let's learn a little bit about what long-term care is, why it's important, what we need to think about as we're looking into our future. I've got to take a quick break, but stick around. I'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important. A lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is the state's solution is simply a drop in the bucket that will not provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors can provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it, just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for an upcoming free live webinar. Learn how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care. Like the state, we agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options. Attend an upcoming 525 Advisors free live webinar. For the schedule, go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. All right, and we're back. And, um, you know, you heard the ads there. I've got a couple classes coming up. Uh, First class webinar is a live webinar next Saturday. So that's going to be the 12th. And then we'll have one the following Thursday. That information is on our website. And, again, the webinars are live. So all we do is ask you to sign up, and we're going to send you a link. And then you can just click on that link. You can actually watch it on your your phone, your smart television, your laptop. It doesn't matter. And you can actually send questions in as well, too. And so they're just a real nice event and just kind of a good way to get your, your... feet in the water a little bit, your toes in the water, and start learning about long-term care and some of the options and the things that are out there. And speaking of that, we're going to talk today just a little bit about some of the basics because it is Long-Term Care Awareness Month, the month of November. And the idea of Long-Term Care Awareness Month is not like that article I was just making fun of. It's really about just getting people to stop and think about what long-term care is and why we should plan and why we should at least have that discussion and start thinking about 
about it. So first off, you know, what is long-term care? Number one, it's not a nursing home. It, long-term care is when we need help to get through the day. It's about helping people to support, um, you know, independent living. So it's the help that we give mom or grandma. And again, half of people receiving long-term care services in this country rely 100% on family members for that care. And so we think of it as, you know, these articles like, oh, we're going to a nursing home. Well, why would you go to a nursing home? It's because your health is so compromised, you have to, or you're broke and you end up on the Medicaid system and they stick you there. Long-term care is going to start well before that. Long-term care is a journey for a lot of people. It's several years. Some other people, it might be a decade. For some people, it might just be a few months. We don't know, but it's when we need help from others for an extended amount of time. And we need it because we either are physically impaired, so we need help with what they call activities of daily living, or we have a cognitive impairment, meaning that we need some standby assistance because we're, we're not making the best decisions or we can't logically get through the day on our own in a safe manner. So that's really what long-term care is. It's about providing that support and those services to help people get through the day. Why do we care about it? Well, because statistically, about 7 out of 10 of us are going to end up in a long-term care situation before we die. And that's the reality. I'm just going to be honest with you. You know, insurance companies know we're all going to die. At some point, we're going to die. The problem is about 70% of us are going to end up needing help from others before we die. And that's just the reality. That's why we should really care about long-term care. And what are the consequences if we end up in a long-term care situation this is what we need to focus on. Number one, it's the financial. That's what most people are worried about. We know that's expensive. So again, when you start doing research on long-term care, the vast majority of people, when they're researching long-term care, the number one thing they're looking at is cost. They Google, what's the average cost of a long-term care situation? What's the average cost of a nursing home? What's the average cost of an assisted living facility? What does it cost in my area? People were worried about it from a financial point of view. Because we know it's expensive, and it is expensive. It's it, it's the number one reason why people go bankrupt in retirement years is because of what they call unpaid medical expenses, which is really just long-term care, meaning that we are using our money, and now we have to, to hire other people, and we run out of that money. We end up on Medicaid. That's why people go broke. So financial is a big consequence of a long-term care situation. But the other consequences are a lot of times what we pass on to our family members. And we're talking about the emotional and the physical consequences. So again, statistically speaking, about half of Americans have to rely on their family members for care because they don't have any other choices. They don't have the resources to hire that home health care agency or to move into an assisted living facility. So they end up having to rely on family members. And so we pass that on the physical wear and tear. Somebody's actually helping you transfer, helping you bathe, helping you with your meals and all those things that you have to do to get through the day. And then the emotional consequence, of course, is just the emotional wear and tear that it puts on our family members when they have to give up their lives and become a caregiver and start caring and managing for two lives instead of one. And this is very common out there. So that's the consequences. You know, when we end up in a long-term care situation, financial is what most people are worried about, but you also have to consider the physical and the emotional consequences of the people that you care about when you're relying on them to provide that care for you. How do we pay for long-term care? This is the big sticky question, and this is why this country is starting to really get worried. Washington State passed a long-term care act. Pennsylvania's looking at that. Colorado's looking at it. we got about 16 states right now that are trying to figure out a way to raise additional revenue to pay for long-term care because it is a big, big problem. And the number one way that people pay for long-term care is by burning through their assets and their savings. So <clears throat> they're really self-funding. And there's really only two ways that you can pay for long-term care. You can either go out and get long-term care insurance and mitigate that cost onto an insurance company, or everything you have is at risk. And when I say everything, I mean everything, your assets, your real estate, your, your retirement accounts, your savings, it's all at risk. The government programs, which a lot of people are confused on, even this article, right? Medicare pays for the first 20 days of long-term care. In a nursing home, that is not true. The government programs do not pay for long-term care unless you are broke. And that's just a simple, I'm going to make a bumper sticker that says that, you know, you are busted before the government's going to pay for your long-term care. Medicare pays for acute care. That's it. It does not pay for long-term care services, even the first 20 days. If you have a massive stroke and you need that skilled nursing care, Medicare is going to pay for that. 
but that's assuming that you're getting better. And once you plateau and you're a new reality, Medicare does not pay for that. They don't pay for that ongoing care. So again, think of Medicare as something that you're going to heal up from. That's what Medicare is for. You're going to have that until the day you die. The other government programs that are out there are really the VA and Medicaid, and both of those pay for long-term care services, but they're means-tested, which means that you will be broke. And this is a surprise to a lot of veterans out there. They think that, that hey, I'm a veteran. I served. I did my military duty. I should have long-term care paid for. It doesn't work that way. You can move into a veteran center, but again, it's means-tested, meaning that you got to spend assets down and you got to turn your income over. They have a few carve-out aids and attendance and a few things, a few programs for active wartime members. But again, they're still means tested. And Medicaid is a safety net program in and of itself. Medicaid, you will be broke. You've got to spend your assets down to get uh, coverage from Medicaid. So again, the government programs just are not going to pay for care unless you're broke. And that's what people are always surprised about. And again, survey after survey, you know, well over half of the people believe that Medicare pays for long-term care, and 80% of the people believe that Obamacare paid for long-term care after it came out. And neither one of those is true. So really just keep that in mind. And again, we're talking about long-term care awareness month. These are the real issues that we need to be aware of. How do these long-term care plans work? If you go out and you get insurance, why would you have that and how does that help you? This article said you should buy long-term care insurance so that when you turn 65, after 65, you can reap the rewards is what it said. It's just ridiculous. It is not about your age. I mean, we've got people on claim in this country that are in their 20s on long-term care. We've got people on claim that are in their 90s and and, and people that are 100 that have long-term care insurance that are using it. The idea of long-term care insurance is it's a triggered event. And what that simply means is that you're going to get benefits out of your long-term care insurance when you need help two out of six of the activities of daily living. So the insurance companies break these down to to transferring, toileting, bathing, dressing, eating, and continence. It's just what we do every day. We get out of bed, we go to the bathroom, we take a shower, we get dressed, we make something to eat, and we find a bathroom when we need one in time. So those are the activities of daily living. If I can't perform any two of those on my own, I need assistance with that. That's going to trigger a long-term care insurance. And that's going to be what we call a physical impairment. The other way that you're going to trigger a long-term care insurance plan is through a cognitive impairment. So you're diagnosed with Alzheimer's. That's the one that people hear the most of, but there's hundreds of dementias out there. It's a cognitive impairment where you cannot function from a cognitive point of view, make the sound, safe decisions that you need to make to get through the day. So you may still be able to do all the activities of daily living, but guess what? That's the silver alert that we hear on the radio all the time. Someone gets in a car and they go left instead of right, or they get lost, or they walk out the neighborhood. So again, long-term care insurance is triggered by an event, either a cognitive impairment or a physical impairment. It has nothing to do with age. You do not need to be 65. In fact, again, the last claim I'm working on right now, 62. So the idea is to have that plan in place to cover you regardless of that event. And I think a lot of people get surprised that, um, you know, they, they, they say disability. Disability and long-term care, well, really... You know, it's like automobile or vehicle in a lot of situations. If I'm 35 and I fall off the ladder and break my back and I can't work because I'm in, a, in, in therapy for two years, well, guess what? Technically, you're disabled, right? But that's also long-term care situation. So we tend to use disability for people during their working years. We tend to use long-term care for people that are in their retirement years. But really, the boils down to the same. You can be 35 and be in a long-term care situation because you're disabled and you need help from others to get through the day. So we have long-term care awareness month. We're trying to figure all this out. One one thing that really just gets uh, me fired up in this article is how does long-term care insurance work? Where does it pay for care? Everybody still is talking about nursing homes nonstop. The number one place that people receive long-term care services in this country by far is in their own home. That's well over half of all the cases. People are in their own home living there. The next step from that is going to be an adult family home or an assisted living facility. But we also have other things like continuing care, retirement centers. We have um, nursing homes. We have special memory clinics. We have all kinds of things. The reason why you would 
choose to move into a nursing home is because you need skilled nursing, and that's the most efficient way to get that. That's why you would go there. Most people that are in nursing homes today are there because the government stuck them there because of Medicaid. So remember, long-term care insurance is about you getting the help that you need in the location that you want. I've got to take a quick break for the news, but stick around. When we come back, I'm going to introduce you to our client of the week, Jan, and show you how she set up a plan for her daughter. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and uh, welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio and the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. So, um, again, Long-Term Care Awareness Month, November, the whole month. Um, I've spoken a little bit of fun in an article I found out there on the Internet. And, again, you know, that's, that stuff, when I read that, that's kind of what motivates me to put this podcast and this show together because there is so much misinformation out there. And the idea, it's, I think a lot of articles are, are kind of, the, they're, they're written from, you know, complete misinformation. A lot of them are written from a scare tactic point of view. And I think both of those are unnecessary. I think the idea is that what we need to understand is, you know, what long-term care is. It's just a fact of life. And the odds are stacked against us that we're probably going to end up in that situation. So is there a way to maybe mitigate the consequences? You bet. And that's through planning and the planning process. And that's kind of what we want to bring awareness to when we're talking. So it's just not the month of November for us. It's every weekend. You can hear us live on the radio shows in your market, or you can get our podcast at 365. You know, we have those podcasts available all the time. So at the bottom of the hour on these radio shows, we always like to bring a client of the week to you. And this week is a very unique case. Um, our actual customer is Jen, who is an existing client. She has long-term care insurance, but she came with us to set up a plan for her daughter. She has um, put a plan in place with us years ago, and since then she lost her husband, and she's just kind of consolidating the estate and the finances and doing all this thing. And she called us and she reached out because we had you know, talked a little bit about this, but yes, you can buy a plan for a family member. You can buy a long-term care insurance plan and own that plan and have it on your kids. Same with life insurance. So I own life insurance policies on my kids. I took them out when they were born, and it's just to have some insurance for them. They're permanent insurance policies, but I own them. I control them. So this is kind of a unique situation. So Jen's concern was that, you know, she had a daughter who was single and 45, and her daughter also has a daughter who is 22 years old. So she's got a a 45-year-old daughter and a 22-year-old granddaughter. Jen is really worried if something happens to her daughter that, you know, financially it would be a nightmare. But also, you know, her granddaughter is finishing up school, kind of getting out on her own, trying to be independent. And she's like, you know, she's got a life in front of her, too. And so I'm really kind of worried about that. Um, Jen, again, lost her husband, uh, you know, a few years ago. And so was consolidating finances and was just trying to put her in a state plan together and kind of th- start thinking through some of the, the next steps. So when she passes away, what's going to ha- you know, happen to her wealth and to, to her estate? And how does she pass that on to the next generation? She, you know, did not feel that her daughter was necessarily making the best financial choices. And so that was something that was a concern to her. And what I mean by that is that, you know, a lot of people are worried about just giving their kids a big chunk of money now because they just don't think it'll it'll really benefit their life. They'll, they might go out and, and spend it in a frivolous way. And so that was something that Jen was a little bit worried about. And she, again, also wanted the estate to say, hey, if I'm going to if I'm going to pass on something through estate planning, I want that estate planning to benefit the next generation. I don't want it to just be squandered away because this is money that they really worked hard for. A little bit about Jen's daughter. Again, she's 45. She's single. She's working. She is a breast cancer survivor. She's actually been clean now for five years. And so she had a little scare with that when she was 40, um, just before she was 40, actually. And so now she's 45 and she's been clean for five years. Currently, 
recently she's you know she's taking anastrozole, which is just the kind of a common hormone treatment for people that are breast cancer survivors. But that's really about it. She's actually in pretty good health overall right now. Um, the main goal of, of putting a long-term care in plan place for Carrie was to make sure that Carrie could get coverage because that's the thing. She's a cancer survivor right now. That's okay. She is still insurable. But if she has another round of cancer or that cancer you know, um, comes back and she has another round of breast cancer, she's going to be uninsurable. And so that's something that we really want to consider. And that's why I get frustrated with, uh, you know, I've heard financial advisors, um, you know, Dave Ramsey will say, hey, go out and get insurance when you're 60, long-term care insurance. And it's like, well, it doesn't do you any good if you have a stroke at age 59. So you got to look at your health today because insurance companies are doing that. They're going to timestamp it. So you want to make sure that you can get a plan because your health is what's going to make you uninsurable. Something could change very quickly. It could be another round of illness or it could be an accident or anything. So we were really, our goal was really to try to just make sure that we can get a plan in place for Carrie. We want to protect her savings. She was, again, still working full time, still trying to save up for retirement. She did not, you know, again, Jen was looking at this saying, I don't want this to be a burden you know, Carrie being in a long-term care situation be a big burden on her daughter because it would be. Um, and so those were some of the kind of the con- concerns that we had. And also designing a plan that would be meaningful not only today but later in life. And so Jen was saying, if I buy a plan for my daughter, what I would like is something that she's going to have the rest of her life so that we know that this long-term care plan is out there. Just give her a peace of mind. We have a plan. We have a defined bucket of money. We have some resources to pay for care should you need that care. So that's kind of what we were trying to figure out. It's like, how do we get a plan in place today that's meaningful, but that will also be meaningful for Carrie over her entire life? Because again, Carrie's only 45 years old at this point right now. So here's what we ended up doing. We ended up designing an asset-based plan that will provide immediate coverage and that will grow over time. The coverage is going to last for a minimum of six years. So again, when I say that, what that means is is long-term care insurance is a bucket of money. When you are taking the money out of that, you're designing how much money is in that bucket and then how much you can take out of that bucket per month. And so if you take out the maximum amount that you can take out every month, the policy is going to last you a minimum of six years. That doesn't mean it's going to expire in six years. It doesn't mean that once you go on claim, you only have six years to use it. It just means that if you take out the maximum amount, you have a minimum of six years of coverage. So if you're only using half of your monthly benefit, well, that policy technically would last you 12 years. So that's what I mean by that. So we designed a plan that will pay carry an initial benefit of about fifty four, a little over fifty four hundred dollars a month. That's so that's today, today's dollars. Five thousand four hundred and twenty five dollars a month lasts for a minimum of six years. But it's going to grow. It has an inflation adjustment on it. So that means that the benefit's going to increase every year. It's not tied to inflation. It's a compound growth. It's a, it, like an interest rate tied to an account. It's going to compound and grow that benefit. They call it inflation rider because the idea is that we know things are going to be more expensive 20, 30, 40 years down the road. So we need to try to keep up with inflation. That's where that name comes from. But it's really just a compounding effect. So if we look at this plan out in, say, 20 years, Carrie's going to have $11,000 a month of long-term care insurance for six years, which gives her about $790,000 of long-term care coverage. 30 years out, now she's only 75 at this age, she's got $15,000 a month of long-term care insurance, $180,000 a year. So that's going to give her over a million dollars of long-term care insurance. And it's just going to keep growing. So same thing at 40 years, it's going to be worth even more. So that's the the, the growth of this policy. It's going to continue to grow and be very meaningful today, but hopefully still meaningful 10, 20, 30, 40 years down the road. And this is really very important because of her age. Again, when I have somebody that's in their 70s already, inflation riders aren't necessarily ideal. In fact, it might be better just to start with a higher monthly benefit, especially on the asset-based plans. But for younger people, we have got to factor in some growth because we can't 
get a high enough starting benefit today to make up for it down the road. So meaning that, you know, if, if I'm 72, I can just go to 10 or $15,000 a month right out of the gate. But even if you go $15,000 a month today, 40 years from now, that's not going to feel like a whole lot of money. So that's why we want that inflation right around there. This plan's also going to have a concierge claim support. So again, that means that if Carrie does trigger claim, she's going to have somebody there to call. There's going to be somebody that's assigned to her and her family. So her daughter's not going to have to try to figure out how to get her mom the best care. There's going to be somebody that can guide her through that. And it's going to provide full coverage in home or in facilities, adult family homes, assisted living facilities, nursing homes. Again, it doesn't matter. Long-term care is not a location. It's an event. So Carrie's got a very meaningful program. Now, here's the thing. This is how what's unique about this plan today, folks, is how we funded it. And this is really the meat of the client of the week. So Jen is the one that came to us. Jen is Carrie's mom. Jen said, I would like to buy a long-term care insurance policy for my daughter. And so what we did is we looked at the different options. And one of the things that Jen basically got from her husband when he passed away and they consolidated finances, and she basically inherited what they call a deferred annuity. So that's just an account that's sitting there. It's growing in value every year, but there's no, you know, there's no tax consequences to it. It grows tax deferred. It's kind of like a retirement account. But what happens sooner or later on those deferred annuities, people will get to an age where the company says, okay, you either got to take the money out or you got to, you know, and you could annuitize it into an income stream or you got to take it out and pay the taxes on it. So Jen was still quite a ways away from that because um, Jen was just in her 70s. But this deferred annuity was just sitting there. It had uh, She didn't need it. She didn't need it for income. She didn't need the money for savings. The deferred annuity was $173,000. Now, here's the problem for Jen. If she just kept that and cashed that out and went out and bought long-term care insurance, Jen would have to pay tax on $123,000 because when her husband set this deferred annuity up, he deposited $50,000. He just deposited $50,000 in the account. He walked away. He let the market do what it did. It grew this account to $173,000. And again, it's tax deferred. That's the advantage of annuities. And so that $173,000 that has $123,000 of gain, that has not been taxed yet. So that's really what Jen is looking at. She's saying, gosh, if I use this money, I've got to pay the tax on it, and it's taxed at income rates. It's not taxed at capital gains. So we looked at that, and I said, look, you're not going to use this deferred annuity. You don't need that money. And she's like, no, I don't. I said, okay, under the Pension Protection Act, we can take that annuity and we can transfer it into a long-term care plan. So that $173,000 will come out of that annuity tax-free and go into a long-term care plan. That long-term care plan is going to sit there and grow in value over time. Again, no taxes are due. You're not going to get a 1099-I, but we didn't get it for the growth on that. We got it because it's going to provide that long-term care benefit for carry. So that's what we ended up doing. We took this single annuity of $173,000. We deposited it with the insurance company. That's what's going to give that growing benefit, that six years of long-term care coverage to carry right out of the gate. But it's going to get bigger and bigger every single year. And as long as she just lets it sit there, there's no consequences, there's no taxes or anything. And in fact, if Carrie goes on claim, she can pull out, you know, like I said, you know, 30 years down the road, she can pull out a million dollars out of that account. And it's all going to come tax free. It's not going to count as income. So the beauty of that is that Jen doesn't have to pay tax on that $123,000. And she can set up a long-term care plan for her daughter. But here's something else you need to understand. Jen is still going to own this contract. Carrie is the person who is insured. So Carrie is the person that's got the long-term care coverage. She's the one that's protected. But Jen is the person that actually owns this policy. And so what that simply means is that she can control this account. That means she can control the cash value in it. And there is cash value in this account. That 173 is actually going to continue to grow over time. So when we go out and we just look down the road and we say, well, what's the cash value in 20 years? Well, it's about $220,000 at current interest rates. So that's Jen's money. Technically, if she needed it, she can control this account. And the reason why we set that set this up this way is because she can set the account up. She can make her daughter the insured. Her daughter's going to be the one that gets the benefit if she goes on claim, but her daughter cannot cancel the plan. Her daughter cannot go in and take the cash out of that plan and use it to go buy a car or go on vacation or do anything like that. 
So this just gives Jen a little bit of protection. And then what Jen's basically going to do with her estate plan is say that when I pass away, it's going to be just like when her husband passed away, she inherited that deferred annuity. What's going to happen is when she passes away, that annuity would be passed on to Carrie at that point. The long-term care contract is built into that plan. Carrie then would become the owner of that. Now, at that point, could Carrie cancel it? Absolutely. She could cancel and get the money out of it. That's up to her. But as long as she leaves it in place, she has that long-term care benefit. So it's a really kind of a unique way for Jen to move some of her estate over to her daughter or really just to protect her daughter technically jen still owns this contract so if bernie sanders is elected and everything is free and she doesn't need that long-term care insurance anymore jen can take that money back out she can go back in and get the surrender value or the cash value of that contract at any time because she's the owner of that contract and so that's what's really nice about that and the nice thing is if this plan is set up correctly um you know what 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 Carrie could do down the road too. Let's say that that Carrie gets married and then she goes and gets another long-term care insurance contract and she doesn't need it. She could take the value in this contract that her mom set up and she could turn around and set up a contract for her daughter through another 1035 exchange. And so that's what's really cool about these plans. Um, a couple of the things you need to know about this thing is that, again, the benefits come back tax-free for long-term care. There's no tax on the gain in that existing contract. If somebody does cancel that policy, then it's going to work just like it did before. Whatever the cost value is, that $50,000, you would have to claim the value above that $50,000 and pay tax on it. So that's the way all these accounts work. But as long as they leave it alone, it's going to just continue to grow and be an asset for her daughter. And just think what this really does. This is a great gift because Jen knows that her daughter's covered right now. If her daughter goes out and gets married and or does something different, Jen still controls this contract. She can still control it. She can counsel it. She can move it over to a different contract contract if she wants to, but she knows that her daughter is covered right now. If her daughter has another round of cancer, guess what? They have a policy that's going to kick in and start giving her a monthly benefit and give her long-term care for a minimum of six years, and it's going to just protect both her daughter and her granddaughter, and that's really what makes her happy about this. So I've got to come up for air here, but stick around. We'll come right back and uh, finish up this week's segment. I'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family, and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. I've told you about how my wife and I first started working with Brian Ott and 525 Advisors many years ago. A retirement planner said that we were in pretty good shape, except we did not have long-term care coverage. I didn't really even know much about it at the time, but we started doing some research, and we found out the best person in our region, Brian Ott, 525 Advisors. He's also the best in the country, and it's not just me saying that. For the fifth year in a row, Brian has received the award as the top advisor in the country for long-term care plans with lifetime benefits. And Brian says he couldn't do it without my listeners because you get it, and you know how to take care of your family. Long-term care planning is about protecting the people you care about, and the government is not going to do it for you. That's why my wife and I put a plan in place with Brian. If we get lucky and don't need it, our plan will pay our estate back. Get the peace of mind knowing your family's protected. Contact my friends at 525 Advisors and work with the best. Find out more at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. 
Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and we're back. And uh, thanks for uh, sticking with us this far. If you've uh, made it, if you just tuned in, this is Long-Term Care Radio. We have all of these shows on uh, podcasts, and so you can just ask your smart speaker to play them, or you can go to our website and you can get them in order. Um, and again, um, you know, radio is hard on numbers, and I totally get that. And so the idea, especially for our client of the week and things like that, is just kind of get a feeling that there's different ways to design plans. And what we learned this week was there's different ways to fund them, that, yes, you can buy a policy for your kids. And I will tell you that yeah, I started talking about this years ago, and it's very popular. We're getting a lot of parents that are coming in and saying, you know, if I can own this contract but insure my child, I will do that because I just – I don't want to put, you know, just like, like in Jen's situation, she could just get the, give that $173,000, 1035 exchange it over and let Carrie be the owner of it. But the problem with that is if you do that, then you're giving up all control. Carrie could just go out and cash that out and pay the surrender fee right year one and, and walk away with a big chunk of cash. And so this gives the owner a little bit more, the parent a little bit more control. And it's kind of like me. I have life insurance policies on my kids. I don't know when I'm going to turn those over to them. You know, probably maybe on my death or maybe when they're, you know, in their adults, whether that's 30s or 40s. And I feel that they're mature enough not to just go and and blow the policies up and try to cash them out because it's a tool. It's a long run saving tool. And that's what you can do with these long term care events as well, too. And the nice thing I know about like the life insurance policies, we can do that same 1035 exchange. So my kids have life insurance, they have permanent life insurance. Well, down the road, we'll be able to take a chunk of that cash value and convert it over to a long-term care contract and use the same 1035 exchange rules, which make the whole event tax-free. So that's kind of a, a, a kind of a, a slick thing to do. But that's really why we bring these client of the weeks. Um, you know, we were talking about the, the fact that November is long-term care awareness month. And I think that one of the big things that people need to understand is that, you know, the, the market has evolved tremendously. When we go out and we poll people and we look at the data out there, why people are not getting long-term care, why they haven't started looking at it, a lot of people just say, well, they don't want to pay for something they're not going to use. And so they're kind of still stuck up in that traditional model where I've got to pay premiums if I don't use it, all my money's lost. And a lot of people say, well, I don't want to move out of my house. I don't want to go to a nursing home. And again, that's the hangover effect I'm talking about because of articles like this where they describe long-term care as a nursing home, when the truth is the vast majority of people receive their care in their own home. So the idea with a long-term care insurance policy is to allow you to stay in control of your care options, number one. Number two, get the care in the environment that you want, which most people choose their own home. And lastly, what you need to understand is that today, when we're designing long-term care plans, the overwhelming majority of money that is going into long-term care plans it's going into these asset-based plans. And let's just spend a second talking about that for Long-Term Care Awareness Month. Long-term care insurance originally was nursing home insurance. It worked like disability insurance or, or medical insurance. If you triggered a vet, ended up in a nursing home, then the policy would start paying out. Well, that was the very first concept because that's really what people did. They, they went from their, their home when their family couldn't take care of them anymore to a nursing home. Well, today we have a wide variety of, of choices, you know, assisted living, adult family homes, all these places. And long-term care insurance has evolved, and so these, these plans are now what we call comprehensive. But not only do we have plans that pay for care in a wide variety of, of settings, we also have a difference between the traditional just pay-as-you-go plans that don't pay you back if you don't use them versus the new plans out there, the new model, the new chassis, so to speak, asset-based plans. Asset-based plans really are still an asset to you and your family, and they can be funded in a wide variety of ways, and this is what people don't understand. Our client of the week, we took an existing asset that she had, a deferred annuity, and we just took it out of one pocket. We put a bunch of features and benefits on it. We insured her daughter. We stuck it right back in her other pocket. Jen still owns that asset. It's still her money. Now, you can also fund these asset-based plans over time. Like my own plan is 10 guaranteed level payments. The reason why I like that plan is because 
I have 10 years to pay into this plan, then the plan is fully paid up. It's going to continue to grow in value year after year, but I've got coverage today. I don't have to wait 10 years to get the coverage. I've got coverage today. So it works a little bit like a traditional plan in the sense that if I go on claim tomorrow, I'm covered and I don't have to make any more payments if I'm on claim. But ideally, I also know that I'm not going to be making payments into a plan for another 20 or 30 or 40 years because my plan will be fully paid up within 10 years. So that's what we advantageous about these asset-based plans. They're still an asset to you, but you also have a wide, wide variety of ways to fund these plans. So the idea for long-term care awareness is to be aware that long-term care events happen. Again, about 70% of us will end up there. So now what we're saying is, well, how do we pay for that plan? And a lot of people still just believe, well, I have enough money. I don't need to worry about it. Well, again, I go back to the analogy when, when, when my house burned down when I was 10. If the insurance company just drove up and dropped a sack full of money off and said, congratulations, thanks for being a client, here's your money, and drove away, we would still have a lot of problems. And that's the whole idea with long-term care planning. Yes, you have assets, but again, assets don't pay for care. you got to convert those assets to income, whether it's a retirement account, whether it's rental property, whether it's just mutual funds, you've got to convert those assets to income and pay taxes. And then you've got the whole hassle of finding the care, making sure it's the proper level of care, making sure they're not over charging you for care on and on and on it's a very complex decision and a lot of times this gets passed on to somebody like a kid and i'll be honest with you i'm in this business but the last thing that i want to do for my mom as much as i love her and i care about her is i don't want to give up half of my life trying to figure out how to get her the care that she needs because i don't even know where to start on that so what am i going to do instead i'm going to call my 800 number i'm going to get that claims professional to work with me and we're going to make sure that we look at the plan of care that the doctor put together and then look at options and they can guide me and teach me and help me answer questions that I don't even know to ask. And that's the beauty of long-term care planning. It's not just about the money. The money is great because now you're paying pennies for dollars of care. But guess what? You've also got a team of professionals there that's going to really probably help your family more than anybody else because it's going to take that load off of them. So again, Long-Term Care Awareness Month, just think about it. Go to our website. Join us for a webinar. Start learning about these options out there. So many people are surprised. Every week I talk to somebody and they're like, I wish I would have heard about this sooner. Well, now's your chance. Just be aware that things have changed and there's some great options. We appreciate your interest. Thank you for tuning in. I'm going to go to work and put together another new show, so I'll see you next week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important. A lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is the state's solution is simply a drop in the bucket that will not provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors can provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it, just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for an upcoming free live webinar. Learn how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care. Like the state, we agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options. Attend an upcoming 525 Advisors free live webinar. For the schedule, go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com.